0: Hello and welcome to the WTF One podcast with myself, Amber Jones, and the lovely Hayden Gulles. Wow,
1: lovely. I okay, know. we are stepping things up. I'm getting a compliment already to kick things off. This is gonna be a good podcast.
0: I know, I was just feeling a bit generous today. I don't Mate, know why. I
1: need it, it's been a long day.
0: You've been lovely, so fair enough. Hayden, there's so many car launches to get through.
1: Yeah, we've got them all wrapped up. We've had uh Ferrari, mm-hmm. Mercedes, McLaren, and Red Bull since last podcast, and then At the end of this week, we get to see cars out on track. I'm very excited. F1, Bahrain testing, it's a-coming. Do you know what, though?
0: The Red Bull car launch got me really, really excited for the season. Like, I was already excited, and then we went to the Red Bull car launch, and after that, I was like, I want to see that car out (laughs) on track. Like, I'm so excited for that. But we'll start off in chronological order. Yes, let's. We'll make our way through.
1: Mm -hmm. Ferrari was the first one. On Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, so we did. we talked about Aston Martin. Uh, And then Ferrari obviously dropped Mm -hmm. the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, I am in love with it. I think they've got the right shade of red. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's hard for Ferrari to get the wrong shade of red. It is a red car. They've added little accents of white and yellow. Mm -hmm. And I really like it. I'm here for it. I think they've done a stellar job on the livery. They have got a little bit of carbon on the car, but they've incorporated it very well. Mm -hmm. And it's not, there's not too much of it. I really like it. It's a good, strong livery. So right. Are you going to fight me on this again?
0: I am going to fight you on this one. Someone put like a comparison photo on Instagram and then everyone voted on it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the winning vote was the 2024 car. Mm -hmm. And I voted for the 2023 car. I think they are getting the shade of red, incorrect. But we've seen this across the last few years. It's gotten darker in colour and darker in colour. And now I'm like, "Mm, I want to go back to that like bright scarlet red, not that like burgundy type red. So in terms of the colour of the car...
1: I mean, at least what I've seen just so slightly. far, I don't feel like it's it's that much of a difference. It's dark the same livery. with the Aston
0: where it just went mm. slightly just like yeah. you know, if you squint, you can see the difference. And that's a difference that I'm not here
1: for. But okay, yeah, I guess in certain lights, yeah. It's, it's, it's slightly a bit, darker. A little bit darker. But it's
0: still one of the strongest cars on the lineup.
1: Yeah. I, I think would say. I think it's a very, very good livery. I really like how they I mean they brought it I think it was twenty twenty-two Italian Grand Prix when they did a sort of like Italian livery. And they had the Ferrari text on the rear wing in white and they've kept it and it is absolutely stunning to have on the rear wing. I think it's beautiful. Mm.
0: Do you know what I loved though? I think it was 2021, but correct me if I if I am wrong, was the gorgeous side pods. They were so wide. Do you remember where everyone was yeah, just... Yeah. 2022, yeah, everyone yeah. was uh, all, all fair, over those side pods and I still remember yeah. that as being like an iconic design I, I'm on trying to car. think which
1: one I prefer out of that one and that one. I feel like... Part of me is gravitating towards 22, mm-hmm. but I don't know whether that's because of when we saw it, all the other cars were like, yeah, they look nice and we kind of like yeah. the style. But then Ferrari brought up that one and it was like, holy mm-hmm. this is sexy. Exactly. How do I make love to this Ferrari <laughs> car? Because this looks incredible.
0: I think we're all thinking the same thing, Hayden. <laughs>
1: so I'm not too sure which one I prefer out of the two. I think, do I... Pre- Is the 24 one nicer or do I just have that image of how I reacted to the 22 car in my head that I was like, this is beautiful?
0: I think I'm all over the 2022 car.
1: It's a Ferrari. Unfortunately,
0: but you know, it is one of the strongest Mm -hmm. on the grid so far. So although I wasn't amazed by it, I'm amazed in the sense of it's like at the top for me. Yeah. One
1: of. Yeah. Then it was McLaren, which we're just going to gloss over because it's exactly the same as it was released when it was just kind of like dropped casually when they were said, you know, they took down their whole Instagram mm-hmm. and it was like changes coming or whatever. And it was like, ah, oh, yeah, his 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 delivery, They knew know. what and they were like, doing. What?
0: They just wanted to get the hype and everyone talking about them. Like I think that was actually quite a good strategy. I'm still like, would I have done that? But it got everyone chatting Did. about it. Mm. Then everyone was chatting again about the car yeah. lunch. Is it gonna be the same? Is it gonna be different? And then yeah. it was the same. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. On to the next. But it got everyone talking.
1: got everyone talking. I think, same as before, it's a really nice livery. It's a really yeah. nice looking car. And I'm excited to see how it performs out on track. I've said previously on the YouTube videos here on WTF1 and, and on this podcast that I am quietly hopeful that McLaren's going to perform well over the course of the season. So fingers crossed it's as fast as it looks good.
0: I hope so. But the car that obviously that they showed us for the car launch isn't actually fully designed yet.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So that made me think, Oh, okay, are they in like a backlog yeah, yeah. right now? Are they not gonna be where they want to be by mm-hmm. the time it gets testing and then the first Grand yeah. Prix? So like I was rooting for McLaren to do well this season, but then are they sandbagging? Oh, are they, they teasing us? They could be.
1: I mean a lot of times these these teams come out with these renders and it's like it's not actually delivery. Red Bull, which we'll get onto in a little bit, but Briefly, we were at the car launch. Mm-hmm. We saw what the car actually looked like. And if you saw the live stream, you would have seen what the car actually looked like. But then if you look at the renders that Formula One had, that was not the actual look of the car. Because you cannot see, you know, the the elements of the new Red Bull that you're like, oh my God, this could be interesting either way. But let's track back a little bit. Ferrari, yeah. not Ferrari, we've done Ferrari. Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes. Do you know
0: what? I'm all for like, you know, a black livery Mm -hmm. even though we're all saying oh get rid of the carbon fiber like exposure but then again obviously when you do it with the paint it looks a lot nicer it's like a glossy Mm -hmm. livery then isn't it so i was all for that but now with this 2024 car it's a mixture and i kind of like that i thought i was going to be really opposed to it but i think it's great however the car launch itself was a little bit strange There wasn't that much excitement from Mm -hmm. the team. Again, are they sandbagging? Are they just not really going to put it out there, going to say that they're going to do amazing this season or we're hoping to do better than we did last season? But the whole team, Toto, Lewis, just seemed not deflated, but you know what I'm saying? Is it because of the Ferrari news? Is it because Toto's going to be leaving? Like, what? What do you think went on there? Well,
1: you'll have to lead this one because I was actually driving. We have got a very exciting piece of content coming on the WTF1 YouTube channel. So if you're not already subscribed over there, then make sure you go check that out. It's coming soon, a little piece with a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, so have to look out for that in the future. But uh, yeah, so I was driving at this time, so I wasn't able to watch the Mercedes launch. But yeah, so what happened? Why was it? Why did it give you that feel? Why didn't you just get that bad vibe from this launch?
0: Well, people just, I think the whole team, like Toto and Lewis, actually in particular, just didn't seem too enthused that like the car launch was just very mm. uh there was no talk Which about the really history of the makes team a bit of sense,
1: bit of sense with, with Lewis you know doing a little bit of time at the start of this year with the team before going do you know actually no I do want to go to Ferrari yeah. now instead of doing this season or doing the 2025 season and then moving to Ferrari yeah. so yeah it kind of makes a bit of sense why there's that kind of but is there also that aminosity because of the news that's come out that's and Lewis is there it's just like, how dare you drop this on us? I'm, I'm unsure. I, I don't know. know.
0: It, it's just a little bit awkward, but I yeah. guess some of the car launches don't all need to be like no. fantastical, but then again, the Red Bull car
1: launch was the great. The Red Bull car launch was great. It was so good. Uh, what do you think quickly about the Mercedes livery? I mean, I kinda I do like it. I like the silver elements and the black. The car looks aggressive. Mm-hmm. If it's a fast car, it's obviously going to look better in everybody's eyes. Um, I think, and I've been... Slamming all the liveries this year of being like, oh, it's carbon, it's black on this color. It's, it's not exciting to me. All the cars are going to look the same, which I think I have a valid point. If I look at the Haas and the Mercedes in front of me right now, yes, up close and on stills, they're different liveries. But if you look at that car whizzing past you, you know, I feel like it's very similar. You've got a bit of red on the airbox, You've got black on the side pod, a light color on the front of the car. So I think they're going to look similar. Yeah. They are great liveries on their own. But is there too much similarities between everyone? I, I don't know. But yeah, Mercedes, I think I'm, I'm happy with it. It looks nice. It's, it's a good livery. Is it one of my favourite of the season? I don't think so, but it's up there, yes.
0: Well, I think that's the problem because of all the carbon fibre that we're seeing on the cars. The cars don't look too different from one another, minus obviously the team's colours or the sponsor's colours. So I'm actually quite impressed with the Mercedes, but again, it's not super eye-catching. Mm-hmm. know what you're saying there. It doesn't really stand out, but I just think that's because of the, the trends that we're seeing right now. But it's definitely up there and mm-hmm. one of my favourites, I think.
1: Onto the Red Bull then, so uh, we'll come back to it. Right, the Red Bull. Let's get this over with as soon as possible. The livery, (laughs) it looks exactly the same. But if it's not broken, don't fix it. I still think that the I don't know what year it was. Was it maybe 2011? I think that's one of my favourite liveries of Red Bull. That Red Bull was beautiful. This one looks great, and it is a solid livery. And I really like how obviously the ball works with the front nose and and the airbox, and you've got Red Bull written on the front wing, and and I think sadly the shape of this car actually kind of downplays the the red accents mm-hmm. because they're the way the car is shaped they're kind of hidden on the side view and you can see them from the aerial shot but you yeah. can't really see them from the side view um but it is still a very dark livery and i saw how it looks best when we were at the event That when they dimmed down the lights it really pops mm-hmm. in in darkness it is a glow-in-the-dark color scheme but so if singapore ever has a power cut and the backup generators <laughs> fail, and the backup backup generators fail, then that Red Bull Doesn't is going to look gorgeous out on track.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I was really impressed with the Red Bull. I know it's the same livery, I think it's the, the design. If it's not broken,
1: it, you know, exactly. don't fix it.
0: It's the design that's... Really wild me, but I will say I'm definitely swayed by the experience of the car launch itself. Yeah, just because I think it was great to have obviously, you know, the team talking at the beginning, you're teeing it up, there's excitement, we're clapping, there was like we're loads.
1: <laughs> That's the highlight. I'm just teeing it
0: up, you know, <laughs> everyone's excited and what we're clapping about, yeah, but we're clapping, <laughs> and then they had loads of um past red bull cars mm-hmm. didn't they yeah. like, all stacked up on each other like for me it was just like it brought that vibe that mm-hmm. i was like right i'm excited to see this yeah. car now even if it is the same but she celebrating 20 care. years
1: as well with the team exactly so, uh, there was a lot to kind of call back on that but the car i think there's a lot to talk about with the car and when i said about like the renders you didn't properly appreciate if you didn't watch the live stream or see the actual pictures from the event yeah but it's kind of, it is very Mercedes, yes. It's like no side pods, but with side pods. Yeah. The inlet for the side pods isn't where it usually is. It's a very much a, a vertical inlet that's very tucked in close and, and, and next to the car. I'm trying to describe it as much as possible for you audio listeners compared to the video uh, watchers. Um, but the, the intakes are kind of, yeah, vertical, very close to the driver's side yeah. of the car. The air pods are, or the side pods are there, but there's no intake from them, They're just, I guess, to help the airflow around the car. They have that deep kind of undercut mm-hmm. under the side pod. And then they've got these really bulbous kind of shoulders that extend from the halo, which yeah. is exactly the same as what the Mercedes, as Mercedes had last season. So it's very interesting that even a team like Red Bull, who were dominating so much last season, are looking like at a team like Mercedes, who are yeah. top-end, midfield, lower-end, you know, F1.5. Mm-hmm. That's Maybe.
0: exactly what I said, though, to Luke, who we went to the car launch with. As soon as I saw the Zero Pod style mm-hmm. and then the engine cover, I was like, right, Mercedes. Wow. And I said to Luke, I was like, but why would they have taken something from Mercedes? Pure
1: housery. <laughs> and I'm here oh. for it. Adrian Newey is looking at Mercedes and being like, you struggle with no no AirPods, no side pods. Let me show you how <laughs> it's done. Let me show you my expertise. He I, knows. Oh, I don't need all these cfd and all mm-hmm. this all these computers that you have in mercedes give me a pencil give me a sketchboard and i'll design the b- out of that car mm-hmm. and smash it
0: give me your design <laughs> and i'll just make it better that's the thing though with adrian newey i got that he was very cool calm collected mm. people would ask him about the design of the car and they were quite shy of actually saying yeah. they were keeping it very like private i thought that's how you know you're good you know mm. what i mean you don't need to go oh we've done this and we've changed that the car speaks for itself we can see the changes to it they don't need to really go into too much depth we'll yeah. see it when it goes on track
1: i'm mean, very excited how because there's a lot of unknown as well with changing a philosophy of the car and yeah. maybe that's something similar to what mclaren's doing behind the scenes if their car isn't fully yet finished mm-hmm. you know are they going okay last year was good but you know We've actually worked out that going in this direction Mm -hmm. is going to help us in the long term. And that's maybe what Red Bull are doing. But at least with Red Bull, if it fails, they have a very, very solid platform to go, okay, we'll just revert back to this and we'll just develop on this and we'll get ahead of everybody else because they were still ahead of everyone. Yes, qualifying was close, Mm -hmm. but race trim, the car was unreal and it was so good and was just able to outperform the rest of the grid. So I think... It's interesting to see how it goes. It could go either way yeah. because Mercedes has struggled so much. But I mean, the way the Red Bull have been over the last couple of seasons, you kind of have to back them to maybe actually make it work.
0: Well, I think we saw that with Mercedes in 2022. If something's not working, they'd still have the time to change the Mm -hmm. design of the car to a certain extent. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, right, if this doesn't work for Red Bull, are they going to be fuming? But like you said, they're not going to be. They will just start to tweak it again then and change something. I think that's what Red Bull do very well. They're very quick on, and they said that at the car Mm -hmm. launch. If something's wrong and the driver's saying, you know, this part of the car's not really working, can we work on that? We need more downforce or whatever. Adrian he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get straight onto that. Yeah, yeah. I'll just see what they say yeah. and then do a few tweaks and then see mm. if they like it. So the quote they were looking good... for
1: from that evening was it's... between him and Coulthard. And it was just like Coulthard was giving all these, oh, it's here, it's this problem's here. And he was like, let's just calm down. What do you need yeah, yeah, to yeah. make it go faster? And he's like, I need understand. He's like, cool, Great. make it more understand We'll make it and go then faster. And And that's brilliant. I mean, that's what, you know, to have that in in a team, just to be like, just simple. What do you need mm-hmm. to go faster? I need this. Which again, you know, kind of tailors, you know, that difference. We might see at the start of the season, to be fair, with this new version of the car that Perez and Verstappen could actually be quite close together. We saw it at the start of 2022 mm-hmm. when it was a new car and both were getting used to it. But Verstappen clearly is the better driver and he is, and an incredible talent. Yeah. So when he says, I need this to go faster, They'll change you're going to listen to Verstappen. Exactly. So it, it might start off them quite close at the start of the season with this car, but obviously over the time, it will definitely be yeah. in Verstappen's favour. Sure. I do
0: think, like a lot of people have been asking me, do you think it's going to be Max Verstappen domination again? I kind of think so. I'm not swayed enough. Obviously, we don't know. We'll see mm-hmm. testing, but you can't really take too much from testing. Then we'll have a look at the first Grand Prix. But in my head, I'm like, Yeah. But I've got a revelation. It's a race to the finish line you won't want to miss. Netflix's newest docuseries, NASCAR Full Speed, follows drivers as they battle for one of the biggest titles in all of motorsports. During the 2023 NASCAR playoffs, Get an in-depth look at who these drivers are off the track and how they and their teams navigate the physical, mental and emotional challenges of competing for a championship at the world's highest level of stock car racing. After all, the race to finish is just the beginning. Watch NASCAR full speed on Netflix to catch up on the characters, competition and chaos that define the 2023 championship before NASCAR heads to Atlanta this Sunday, February the 25th at 3 p.m. ET on Fox.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Strap in, everybody. (laughs) Are you ready? Right. I'm ready for what you're about to... You
0: know, when I first came into the sport... Even now,
1: according to the comments, I
0: know. Apparently, last year, (laughs) when I first came in, you know, 2018, for all you out there, um, I, you know, I I obviously bounced around of who I liked and what teams I liked and all of this. And like Max Verstappen was up there, but now, obviously, like over the past few years and all the controversies we've seen, I was like, get rid of Red Bull. I wasn't a massive Hamilton fan when I came in. But then I started to warm towards Hamilton. So obviously, naturally, I fell onto the Hamilton side of the Hamilton-Verstappen battle. But now... And I'm still a Hamilton fan. That ain't changing, especially so when it Ferrari. you're a Hamilton fan and a
1: Verstappen fan. I don't know if people can comprehend I, that. The thing is, I said
0: a while ago, I was like, I'm a Ferrari-Mercedes fan. People are like, no, you can't be. And now I'm saying... I'm a Hamilton so I get and Verstappen fan.
1: You are a glory. <gasps> I'm hunter. not a glory hunter. I'm a Ferrari I swear. fan. I'm a Mercedes fan. And now I'm a Red Bull fan. Actually, so you're just tick- ticking off the trifecta. I'm still. When a... McLaren start doing well?
0: No, no, no. You're going
1: to go. you become a McLaren fan. I'm still
0: a Haas fan. <laughs>
1: okay. That is
0: my case. I'm not a glory hunter. Just to <laughs> let you know.
1: <laughs> no, no, you just said. No, now you're I'm a Max Verstappen and a Red Bull fan, <laughs> 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 which makes no sense. surely you should have picked them up. The last. Are you just late to trends? No, I'm more is? of
0: like a driver fan as opposed to like a team fan. So now. I'm like that car launch experience was so good. It's made my love for Max Verstappen as a driver come so back. So what you're it's saying right now that. is
1: to any teams listening, if you want Amber Jones <laughs> as your number 1 fan, invite her to the launch event. Yeah. Give her a free hat. Yeah. And she is the number 1 fan for your 100%.
0: team. 100%. I'll do all your promo, I'll do whatever <laughs> you want. I'll be swayed. <laughs> That's my car launch entries for next year then.
1: Yeah. Livery's all wrapped up though. Okay. Where are we ranking? each livery. So let's go from bottom okay. to top. Number 10 for all the all of the teams. Now, it's quite... I, I really like the designs of all, all the cars. And I think there's a lot of strong liveries out there, even with the overexposed carbon. I think, though, and I think my tier might actually change and shock people of what I've said on the podcast, because I think sometimes it's taking a little bit of time to sort of take, take a second look and a third look and a fourth look and look at them all together and be like, actually, the V car... Mm-hmm. i like it but i do think the white ruins it for me so it has come further down the list not quite 10th though i'm gonna go and i think that it's a surprise to me i don't want to put it there i, can't but I think believe tenth, you're doing I'm this i'm gonna go williams you're gonna put it i'm gonna go williams for 10th
0: oh okay no that's fair enough but you can put the v carb. you're still gonna put the well, no, v-car by low who's your 10th so 10th for me
1: stop sitting on the fence has come too big be... no no do you know this. what pick a car they're it's the just, just just alpine point one okay that's fair yeah alpine is then next for me see it's, it's ninth
0: the next one for me is williams so okay. that makes sense
1: they're both williams whilst it is fully painted it's just it's, it's very simple. Dark. which sometimes simplicity really like works and yes i like the duracell logo and that they've smashed that but i just think that it's just too simple for me
0: i think everyone's going to favor a more brightly covered livery yeah, at the yeah. minute if so you're gonna paint
1: it paint it with color exactly
0: don't use a dark <laughs> yeah. dark blue that basically looks black from afar <laughs> yeah,
1: that so... will be carbon i'm telling you now the darker blue will be carbon <laughs> by the start of the season and an alpine is like it's a, it's, a, it's a good livery but it's just compared to what the alpine's been before yeah it's a massive come down
0: i agree i think my next one see it's tricky really because I'm bunching them all together there's like one stand out and then the rest are in the middle but I think my next one is going to be oh I don't want to do it I'm going to go in Pass.
1: because okay you've gone you've gone in with Hass. okay yeah. that's that's fair I'm going to go I'm looking at the front of steak and I'm really really liking it but I know that from the side it's it's plain, plain compared yeah. to the front. The front end looks really, really good. And if you're looking behind, it's even though that's impossible to do in an F1 car. But if somehow you manage to turn <laughs> your head around, pop out of the halo, and uh, take a look, you'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I can see that that is a steak car." But from the side, obviously, you still have the neon green. But that's why it stands a out plain. a little
0: bit more for me over the Hass. Yeah. I do kind of like the placement, obviously the red and the white in comparison to the black. But the stake is just like I can the see the stake.
1: It. Then next for you after Hass, because then Hass is next for me after that no Ooh. yeah yeah i think i'll go has this next. is
0: difficult isn't it um i'm stuck between mercedes and steak but i okay. don't want to put mercedes there but no put no no bias, i've changed my mind aside,
1: again your bias aside
0: no i've changed my mind again okay. so it's hass and then, so then steak
1: <laughs> okay hass then steak
0: it's hass then steak but for you it's steak then hass
1: yes so we've, we've flipped again we have so for our 10th, ninth, 8th, 7th. Okay, so we're on to number six. I think I've got to go... I think I've got to go V-Carb. Hayden! I really like the metallic blue, but I think the, I'm looking at it from this side angle, and that white, to me, is just disgusting.
0: No, no, no. We changed that, that car like a nine.
1: Change, I, I know I did. But and on, now you're on, putting on second it second Smack bang, right in the middle. Thoughts, um, the red would have been wow. so much better. And is that nostalgia to the sugar-free cola livery that we used to see? Maybe. And if you don't like that, come for me. But I <laughs> I just think that it See needs red later. there, and I don't like the white. And unfortunately, it's wow. sixth for me. But there's a lot of strong liveries in there. As I've said, I, I don't think sixth is like, yeah, it's, it's a terrible livery. No, because I think
0: sixth. that's like top three for me. So the fact that you're putting it sixth.
1: Well, we'll just agree to disagree, we? We will. Right, I'm going to go
0: with the...
1: Come on. I
0: feel awful.
1: Why? <laughs> just big
0: delivery. It's like the car's gonna cry because I've said. The graphic designers no. are
1: watching right now, and they are—they've just unfollowed you.
0: Wow, I'm so sorry, graphic designers, but it's gonna have to be the.
1: You can't keep teeing it up slowly <laughs> like this. Just a delivery. I'm still thinking.
0: Stop. Um, no, no, right. It's it's between Mercedes decision. and McLaren, but okay. I'm gonna go for the McLaren.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Purely because I just think the Mercedes is a little bit like sexier, if you know what I mean. It's okay. quite sleek. It's got the silver. It's got the black. And I just think if the McLaren had a little bit more to it, I mm-hmm. don't actually like the orange and the black. So the orange and the carbon fiber exposure. I'm not a huge fan of that because we all know one of my favorite liveries was the McLaren Golf Yeah. with the blue and the orange. I think that really stands out. So unfortunately for me, it has to be the McLaren.
1: Okay. So now on top five, and for me, top five, as my laptop's just turned off, uh, top five is honestly so close. It's like they're all top tier liveries for me. I like every single one of them, and I think they are all very, very strong. I'm going to go, though, for McLaren for me in fifth. Mm -hmm. I I really do like it, but I do think there's a little bit too much exposed carbon and and, and the black paint there. Um, I would like to see a little bit more color, which is then contradictory because I've got Mercedes higher than it, but and you have got I the V-carb
0: think, down the list.
1: Yes, that that is true. Very but
0: contradictory. Hayden. I think
1: that yeah, I, I do really like it. It's very it's, it's very difficult in this section, but I think I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick to my guns. Okay. McLaren there, and we're just gonna have to roll with it. Okay.
0: I'll I'm let you impulse have that one.
1: decisions. Not thinking about it for about twenty million seconds. You have like to. You have no. to
0: make like an accurate impulse.
1: What is your gut feeling? Which one's fifth?
0: Oh, I know it already. Though. Okay, Mercedes. Okay, cool. Because that's, it was between McLaren and Mercedes. That's fine. So <laughs> okay, Mercedes is fifth. Although Mercedes I was but, thinking about between Aston Martin. But no, no, we'll have it. I, Mercedes fifth. What's your fourth?
1: I'm going to go Red Bull. I really like the Red Bull livery and I've always liked the Red Bull livery. But as I said earlier, I think it had a better livery in, I think it was wow. 2011, 2012. Um, just before the Infinity Red Bull days. Yeah. But hey, it had Red Bull written on the side.
0: Your opinions here, Haydong, a rogue.
1: It's for, I, I'm not saying it's a bad livery. It's just sadly not as good by like a point one. Even though we don't do point one, <laughs>
0: you can't just, have a point one if you will not let me have a point I'm, five.
1: I'm making, I'm at least making decisions about where they go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excuse me, right? I know, I, I know the rest. I think.
1: Okay, come on. So four
0: for me is the Aston Martin. Yep. And then third for me is the Red Bull.
1: Okay.
0: I'm just going to give you all of them now because I think I know. Second for me is the Ferrari. Okay. Which means number one, which I can't believe you put it, sixth, is the V-carb. You're going
1: for V-carb number one. I'd drive that car. Okay, my top three, I'm going Merkford. Yep. And then this is where it gets difficult because the Aston and the Ferrari, I love them both. But if I were to make a decision and you I'm doing it an Amber right you're now, stalling. I would go with the, uh, it, it's, it's, is whether I'm going for. You see, for, it's
0: difficult, isn't it? No, I'm just
1: explain. Let, let me, let me explain <laughs> myself, then. Amber. I, I'll hear <laughs> right, you out. So I think I'm going for f- Ferrari, but am I going for Ferrari because it's new? But do I actually like the Aston better?
0: I personally think I mean? the Ferrari I mean? stands out above the Aston, but I don't see what you're saying.
1: Well, I just want to disagree with you then. I'm going to go <laughs> Aston number one and Ferrari number two. I'm going to go with that. I picked it. I don't wow. don't, don't maybe change my mind. That's because you're get a back. Lance
0: Stroll lover, that's maybe, why.
1: <laughs> maybe Aston Martin through and through. Okay. Well, let us know if you agree with that tier list and ranking of our, our liveries. I'm sure you're, there's a lot of people hating on me on the V car, but I reckon there's hopefully one person out there that agrees with me that it needs people. the red and not the white. I'm one of those um, people. But uh, yeah, so there we go. That's our, that's our testing liveries and they're, our opinion's going to change. I'm sure as soon as we see them out on track and we get to see them out on track this week. Aisa, yes,
0: I can't testing! wait for I testing. love testing.
1: I'm such a nerd. And I love listening to like Ted's notebook every yeah. single day about little bits that teams put on the cars. Even like in between days, there's like, oh, this new part's now being shipped out. I went to Bahrain testing in 2022 and we were on the same aisle as a guy who worked for Mercedes in the pit garage. And he had in his carry-on, just a part it wasn't like a suitcase or anything he had a part that he came come straight from Brackley to Heathrow Mm -hmm. on the plane he's just got a part wrapped up and he's taken that then straight to the to the garage and then that would have been put on the car for testing I love it I'm so excited I love
0: testing I feel like some people don't really like it but I just think it kind of tees up the season quite nicely Mm -hmm. doesn't it but you can't take it too seriously that's the only thing
1: you have to be I feel like to to enjoy testing you have to just be really nerdy about the 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 details and I I really love Formula One and that why I'm such a big Formula One fan and maybe I've not got into other motorsports as much because it is not necessarily a spec series. There's not really a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. is allowed or the teams have to have the same between each other. So teams will come out of the the blocks and will be like, okay, we've got You know, 2022, for example, where all the teams had different versions. They get the same piece of paper, Mm -hmm. but they make different cars out of it. And that's why I love testing, because you just see so many different things like this 2024 Red Bull and see how it works.
0: Do you know what, though, Hayden? I love anything pre-season because it's that build-up of like, Mm -hmm. right, we've had the winter break, we're coming to car launches and seeing, obviously, cars on tracks and then testing and then we jump into the first Grand Prix. So for me, I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. What's next? But I do kind of take testing, like I don't take it seriously, but I do kind of look because obviously the last few years, Red Bull have been at the top and then they have been at the top, obviously, in the actual season. So you can take it seriously to a certain extent, but... Not really, I think, in terms of like the rest of the competitive yeah. order.
1: Like lap times, maybe are not the thing that you're looking at. No. Yeah, okay, look at them slightly. Look at the tyres that everybody's on at the same time, but don't deep into it too much yeah. because if all of a sudden you see, you know, you've got, let's pick a round team, Hass of Hass, for example, on the first day in 2022, were like fastest with Kevin Magson, Everyone's like, oh my God, yeah. Hass have cooked. Yes. They were a good car that Kevin Magnussen put it in. I think it was P5 in the race, but they obviously weren't pole position contenders like they had lap times up there. So just because you see someone go purple in the day doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they're going to be the fastest car, but it could mean that they've taken a big step up and they mm-hmm. could be putting themselves very much in the midfield fight at that
0: Yeah, at point. you can see like some improvement at mm. least because there's too many variables at play for you actually to take it yeah. seriously. So that's the thing. I'm not like, oh my gosh, has mm-hmm. so Aston Martin yeah. done so well in testing? It's the same with practice. Mm-hmm. So I had a few friends that came into the sport, I'd say last year, and then they were watching practice, and they were like, "How seriously do you take practice?" Again, to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. you can. But we see it so many times. It'll be like Ferrari leading it, you know, and it's teeing it up for the Grand Prix that weekend. Ferrari going to be on top and then they're not. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, don't take practice because the teams aren't going to push to their Mm -hmm. full potential. And like we see that again in testing. They're not going to show off. Mm -hmm. Red Bull and let's say Mercedes and Ferrari stay like the top three at the minute. I mean, we'll see. They're not going to show everything they've got. They're going to wait until Mm -hmm. the season open and be like, right, here you go. I'm going to put it all yeah. on show for you now.
1: I mean, feel free to get excited and feel free to to look at Yuki Sonoda setting the fastest time of the day yeah. and being like, oh my God, Yuki's going to be world champion. Yeah. I mean, just be maybe slightly prepared and a high chance of this to be disappointed with that news. Yeah. But you never know what could happen. That's the great thing about testing is like part of you, no matter how many times you watch through it, you will still see little bits and be like, hang on a minute <laughs> wait a minute who has cooked over winter like this is mm-hmm. exciting and i just love it i love watching even just the small little details like i've been you know watching the sport from so long since i was a little kid and i love just watching one corner so when i went out to bahrain and by the way i don't know if you went no i went to bahrain the amount of times i and mentioned wow it. Never guessed i'm that sorry hated. everyone i don't mean to flex um, I just mean to say that basically we were sat at one corner and we were watching all the cars sort of come through and watching that same corner and seeing mm-hmm. who was able to carry the most speed through there. And the Ferrari and the Red Bull, they looked great in 22. But the Mercedes we were like, okay, this looking a little bit, it doesn't look good through that corner. But yeah, no, Mercedes came out of it and they were just really struggling. I remember Lewis Hamilton was like in Imola, lapped by Max Verstappen, a mm-hmm. uh, big talking point. And everyone was like, Red Bull fans were like, way oui, unlucky, lucky, mm-hmm. how are you falling? Um, yeah. But, yeah, so you can kind of just have a little, little look into one specific corner and sort of see how all the different cars kind of handle. Um, so it's very exciting to sort of make your assumptions and your mm-hmm. predictions of what the season's going to be, but always take it with a slight pinch of salt that yeah. what you hear and what you see is not always going to be how that first qualifying session is going to go. It's we not will possible. not know. No, we will not know how these cars perform yeah. until Q1 in Bahrain.
0: I mean, I'm still going to be watching the McLarens, though. Just because, like I say, they said they weren't prepared for the car launch yet. So there's still designs they're obviously working on right now. Then They might not show it off. They might have a little bit of sandbagging at play. But I'm interested to see like where about they might be in the field. Because it's just, if they're going to say they're not ready yet, is that going to reflect in testing? Or are they going to be right at the back? And they're at the end of the field then?
1: Yeah, I mean, McLaren the last couple of seasons, haven't they? They've been very much at the back at the start of the season they've they've come out and they've gone straight to the back and they've built up throughout the season are they going to do that for a third year in a row I, mm-hmm. I really hope they don't because they built such a good base at the end of last season and I think they were very very strong yeah that I would like to see them and I've said in my predictions that I'd like to see them carry that on and hopefully challenge for something you know, my dream is obviously for them to be challenging for the race wins and for the titles. I think, as a Formula One fan, I want to see that. I want to see that excitement of the championship battle. Realistically, just you know, consistent race wins. You mm-hmm. know, just be in the fight to be up there. If Max Verstappen's running away with the championship, as long as you're fighting for race wins, then I'm very, very excited for McLaren there.
0: Me too, and Aston Martin and Williams. No, no, only them three.
1: Throw because them all in.
0: Aston Martin. Have said they've made a car that should be more competitive on a range of different tracks. Yeah. So I want to see if that's mm-hmm. the case. You know, does it work at Bahrain then? And the same with Williams. They said they've tried to make it a little bit more consistent. So it's McLaren, Williams, and Aston Martin—the ones I will be watching. But like we say, I'll take it with a bit of a pinch of salt.
1: Yeah, the worry is with the consistency—is that potentially taking away performance from the tracks that they were strong at? Yeah. So that's obviously the worry for those teams. That yes, okay. You know, the Williams was notorious for being really quick at circuits that's all about straight line speed and very difficult to overtake at those ones. But as soon as it became, you know, the ones where it's more downforce dependent, that's where they're going to struggle at. And, you know, they haven't got their qualifying performance to put themselves in the front and struggle to be overtaken. So if they take away that straight line speed Mm -hmm. and, you know, balance it out with a bit more aero, do they just become this lower yeah. midfield team now but they're at least consistent across mm. all circuits did so they
0: lose it on the tracks they were strongest that actually
1: at... that's that's the worry and that's the worry i have about aston martin that they're changing directions with yeah. the philosophy but they're building something that they can carry on and think can go further in the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: but does that mean they're going to take hit early days possibly
0: well i guess that's a problem with any team that changes mm-hmm. any design
1: red Bull, can exactly
0: happen. but hayden the time has come
1: okay to talk about. To talk about what are we talking about? Oh my god! This week. Is it Drive to Survive? Drive to oh, Survive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what are your thoughts on the upcoming Drive to Survive season? I'm
1: excited. I always am. Um, I've always enjoyed it since it since it came to Netflix. I've I've always thought it's a a brilliant thing. But I am a very laid back person. I don't watch it as a season review. Mm-hmm. I don't care if things are in particular order. I do look at things sometimes and be like,
0: maybe that that's a bit of a stretch.
1: Happen. Yeah. Uh, Esteban Ocon fighting Yuki Tsunoda mm-hmm. at the French Grand Prix. I think it was in the 2022 season or maybe 2021. Um, but that was a big stretch. Yeah. I don't think we anyone was hyping up a battle between those two across the season. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why Netflix did. But regardless, I just kind of sit there with a relaxed take on it. And it, and it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like a routine now. Formula One season's coming. Yeah. You watch the car launches. You then watch Drive to Survive. And then you watch Testing or at least this season now, it's going to be testing starts and then Drive Survivors out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can either watch it during testing or during the lunch break mm-hmm. or after testing. But it's a re- routine for me that gets me hyped up for the season. Well, that's I'm what really I was going to say.
0: That's why they put it there, don't they? To yeah. just get everyone hyped. You're still in this bubble of like, oh my gosh, Formula One's about to start. Mm-hmm. Let's watch Drive to Survive. I loved the first few seasons. Like That's obviously when I was coming into the sport anyway. So it hadn't really taken off the way it has now. But I just thought they were more authentic. You know, it was like a fly on the wall experience as opposed to now there's like a n- narrated story, isn't mm-hmm. there? And potentially there's a bit of play of, you know, right. Like, we're going to put this here for entertainment. So now I'm like, you know, I'm sceptical. I'm really excited for it, but I'm like, am I going to love it? But weirdly enough, I think that I will this season. I think there's just something different that I'm going to be like, yeah. Last season didn't massively impress me, but it still impressed me mm-hmm. to the extent I want to watch it. I'm never yeah. gonna not watch it.
1: I think it definitely helps when you have maybe, I don't know. Actually, then maybe not. I was about to say it, it helps when you have something to fight for because obviously last season we didn't really have a championship battle at yeah. all. You know, it was one man dominating everything and doing mm-hmm. an incredible job. But then I'm thinking about to to be fair, 2020 and 2019. You know, Bottas never really challenged Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, in both those seasons, it was it came in 2019. I believe wasn't it 2019 was the first season of Five.
0: No, it was way before that. Was it? It was like 2017 or around ah, then. There was yes, only a few seasons when I watched didn't it.
1: Parts so we never got to watch the behind the scenes of the ch- of like you know the start of the championship battle between seven Lewis. So we never really actually got to see that. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what it is that made that sort of season. Maybe it is the case that it was more fly on the wall stuff and yeah, it was and, and more less Kind of like pushing these rivalries that aren't really there
0: yeah now it just feels more like drama fueled as mm-hmm. opposed to like you say the yeah. fly on the wall like I remember the one that really wowed me was I think this is what made me start to be a Grosjean fan because it was the, uh, my first favorite drivers were Leclerc and Grosjean mm-hmm. because they had two great episodes in there because they showed all the drama at Haas yeah. so that immediately got me like excited for that <laughs> and then obviously Charles Leclerc was transitioning from Sauber into Ferrari and instantly you're thinking, who is this guy? You know, he's the, the new guy on the block. Is he going to be world championship, mm. uh, the next world champion? So I was like, right, okay, it, it's exciting. They're not trying to push anything on me. They're not orchestrating any races or any battles in the races. Whereas now it feels like that. But then at the same time, they've got the drama correct, I yeah. think. Yeah. And it brought in so many fans. And I'm going to say there is no problem with the Drive to five fan era. There's nothing. We want more fans yeah. in the sport. What, like, yeah. people... I think older generation fans don't particularly like Drive to Survive mm. fans. But for me, it's like, why? why?
1: I, th- I think there's that sort of element of sometimes where, oh, ha I know more than you. I'm yeah, yeah. like, you know nothing. Which is fair. Everyone starts off from nothing. When I was a kid getting into, I just walked into the room where my parents were watching and be like, is, uh, is Schumacher winning now? <laughs> yeah? Oh, yay, love him. Like, that was no, me as a kid. No, he's off. <laughs> yeah, oh, sometimes it was, you know, very rarely. But yeah. uh, that was that was my, my input. And then, you know, I tuned in, I remember there was a big craze for it, I, I guess kind, kind of similar to when Verstappen started you know, getting into Formula 1, mm-hmm. but when Lewis went into McLaren and was fighting for the championship straight away, I think there was a big resurgence here in in Britain again to watch Formula 1. I remember watching that last race in 2007 in Brazil and taking a bit more of an interest, but still it was, I didn't have the attention span as a kid still to watch it. Yeah. It was only really once I'd actually bought the game in 2009. I'd played the games before, but it was once I'd really properly play the game that I really got into it and wanted mm-hmm. to learn more about the sport and over the last 10 years I still don't know everything Yeah, I still make mistakes and I still it's have an opinions and, I, and then I come back to it and I go actually no do you know what looking back at that two years ago a year ago yeah. even a month ago I'm like do you know what I don't agree with that the V carb livery I said that that was a 9 out of 10 and then a couple of weeks later I'm you looking at it more and I'm like do you know what actually no I don't agree with what I've said there we're allowed to change and we're allowed to yeah. grow as people and educate ourselves and learn more and even if you don't, and even if you're a casual fan, as a kid, I grew up interested in Formula One, mm-hmm. but never really took it any further. And I think massively because there wasn't anybody else that I knew. Yeah. Like Formula One, I got into football when I was a kid in school mm-hmm. because all my friends were playing football. So I was very easy to just go and join a football club and play football with them. Because
0: you were surrounded by it then.
1: Exactly. But that's the
0: thing with like football though. If a new fan comes into like, obviously the football world, they don't really get the attack that newer F1 fans get and it is like there's some sort of I don't know territorial thing Mm. going on it's like you say you've not been watching the sport for X amount of years so you can't really be a real fan but yeah you can you can be a real fan at any stage and there's different viewpoints of being a fan Mm -hmm. some people like it just for the drivers some people like only the racing some people like the technical aspect Mm -hmm. of it some people like more of the political view and there's so many different avenues as to why you can be an F1 fan so I think I do feel bad for the Drive to Survive era which yeah. is also myself even though for me yeah. I don't think of myself being I think Drive you to Survive be here era. for a while. It's been so many years but I think, now.
1: You know, if you if you enjoyed Drive to Survive so what exactly. and if you come into to support that way even if you, you know, I, I'm if you're just someone who's like, yeah, cool, I, I fancy the drivers, or I like that the drivers attractive. They're sports stars, they're athletes. You know, you're yeah. allowed to find people attractive. That's never a problem. Exactly. I see Look that at a like, lot on social media. you know, like
0: Justin Bieber as a pop star. A lot of his fans are his fans because they fancy him. We've yeah. got fans, so nothing wrong. I'm a big
1: Harry Styles fan. You love he's a Harry Styles, you know. I'm not gonna not gonna deny that he's a very good looking bloke. No, I don't know, you know?
0: but yeah, I know. I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of people who are fan base of him because they find him attractive. That's fine. That's not a problem. I don't yeah. think that should be something that we slam people about mm-hmm. and be like oh you're only into f1 because you fancy this person they might have got in that that way they Initially. might they might still be like yeah do you know what? i find that person attractive so what yeah but they've now educated themselves on the sport and they watch and they're interested and they're interested in the cars and it's someone that you can talk to and you can open yeah. yourself up and be like okay you can talk to this person like my girlfriend is a is a fan of formula one and we mm-hmm. both met from our interest of formula one if I was a very closed-off person who said, "Oh, you haven't been watching Formula One as long as can't me," can't
0: talk to you about it.
1: We would have never got together. Exactly. So, you know, not saying you're going to go out there and you're going to find a girlfriend from opening yourself up. Haynes just to told people you how to get to a line, girlfriend. But, you know, you can. <laughs> You can find friends and you can find groups of people that, you know, I never got to have as a kid or when I was younger, a teenager, Mm. because I didn't have friends who were interested in Formula 1.
0: I feel exactly the same because I used to go karting all the time. It's just a little hobby. And it was always, you know, a very select few of us that wanted to. But even though the people I went karting with, they didn't actually like F1. I was the only person Mm. that liked F1 when I got into it. So I didn't have anyone to chat to. It was my dad, me and my dad, and that was it. And then Twitter. And then when I went to uni, because of Drive to Survive... There were so many more people. Is that exactly what you felt? I was like, wow. Now, like, all my housemates, Um, like, what does this mean? Oh, my gosh. They came in, like, I think 2021. So it was nice to have people to speak, like, about the sport with. So no slander (laughs) for the Drive to Survive era,
1: please. And if you don't like Drive to Survive, it's completely fine. fine. It's not supposed to be for everybody. Exactly. I I go into it with a very relaxed mindset that I'm not here for a season review. I'm not here to see... Every single part of the season played out in chronological order. Yeah. I can go and get a a DVD. I sound very old there. A Blu-ray. Are you showing I don't know, your age is here, it, is it out or, or, or maybe you can download it online, where you get the actual season review from 2024 or 2023. Well, I'm looking into the future. Um, but yeah, if you want that, go watch that. That's completely fine. Exactly. If you want something that's just a bit more, if you like a bit more dramatized, a bit more excitement mm-hmm. in in that sort of reality TV sense. Then Drive Survive's your cup of tea.
0: But overall, we are actually really excited for Drive Survive, aren't because we?
1: Because I'm a rea- reality nut, okay? So I'm very much into it.
0: Looking forward to it, 23rd of Feb. But Hayden, the time has come. Is it spicy time? For hot tea. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite part <laughs> of the podcast. So let's get into them.
1: Let's see how spicy they're going to be today. Have we got some spicy ones over on yes, Twitter? Yes, Remember, if you would like to get involved with the hot takes of the week, then make sure you send us all of your hot takes in the comment section and also over on the WTF on Twitter. Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: For the first one from Formula Nerds, thanks for sending this in, is, Hass will surprise everyone including themselves in the Bahrain <laughs> test and not be last. I
1: really, really like the including themselves because <laughs> it just reminds me of their team principle being like, we're going to be 10th this season. Yeah. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I am I would hate to see Haas just back where they were in 2021, uh, where they really struggled and were just miles away. I remember going to, I think it was the 2021 British Grand Prix. Uh, yes, it was. And um, the Haas was just so far behind like you see all the cars go they're all semi-close together and then you wait for ages like 30 seconds
0: you're like and there's the house okay which i'd hate
1: to see happen once again so i'd like to see them in the mix i i I don't think i'm gonna see them i don't think they surprise me i don't think they're gonna get into that sort of upper midfield but i think they could definitely i don't think they're gonna be like we are terrible we're at the back yeah you know at least i hope not
0: well i think i'm gonna just disregard testing because I feel like testing they might struggle a little bit because they're getting to grips with like a new design of the car. So mm-hmm. fair enough. But I think throughout the season we may see them, yeah, slowly work their way up, but still be obviously at the bottom end of the field. But I think they will surprise us because they've had like a few successful-ish years. Mm-hmm. Like they've done better yeah, in yeah. some races, haven't they? So if they can keep the philosophy of whatever mm-hmm. they were doing there, incorporate that into this, I don't know. I think, you know. Aokamatsu is teasing us a little bit.
1: They just need to sort out their tire wear. Yeah, it's always been an issue for them ever since ever since I think they came into the sport. You know, they've been really good at qualifying, especially the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Good qualifying. Hulkenberg's been insane in qualifying, and then they just fall back through the pack, and you forget about them in the races. It's like, oh, Hasseback where Haas are back where they belong. Yeah, you're hey, lucky, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And it's just like, okay, you know. So I'm hoping, and especially with the cost cap era. Yeah. and with the CFD and wind tunnel time that restricts and sort of allows the teams that finish lower down the field to benefit from that kind of like a you know a draft system from any other sport mm-hmm. that they can work their way back up and the 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 field be a lot closer and more competitive that at least okay if they are at the back there's still more chances for them to, be the sixth best team at one race, but potentially the 10th best team at another. And they mm-hmm. can flip around a bit and be maybe a bit inconsistent, but still at least you know fight four points on occasions.
0: Just get higher up that grid. I do think we are going to see closer racing because a lot of the teams are obviously taking similar design aspects do and trying to be more consistent.
1: Do you think we're going to see, or are you optimistic? Because I... they're two very different things. I join you on the optimism. I really do hope we see <laughs> I, Closer Racing.
0: No, I'm going to... You know what? For one time in my life, I'm going to not sit on the fence. and I'm going to say, yes, it will happen. Wow. We will see Closer that Racing.
1: Is an exclusive right there. I know. <laughs> Literally,
0: if I'm wrong, we need some sort of forfeit. But I'm really going to put, you know, my life on this one. We're going to see Closer Racing this year.
1: Okay. Well, is that I'm a hot take it. in itself?
0: I don't know. I'd... Okay, what are you rating this hot take then, Hayden?
1: Um... Will has surprise us and themselves? Um, I think I'm going to go, I don't think it's that spicy. I think it's a two. I don't think it's a spicy hot take. And I also, okay. I don't agree with it, but I don't disagree with it. Like, I don't disagree with it so much that they're 10th, they're going to suck, they're going to be terrible. But I don't agree with it that they're going to surprise us and be, you know, one of the top midfield teams.
0: Yeah, I see. I think that's quite valid. I am only going to go at a three because, again, you know, I always make it all exactly. <laughs> you know, you did have a lovely Nando's recently, didn't you? So lemon <laughs> did, herb again.
1: I did. I actually, went medium. Did I you actually? You, yes. And that's I didn't, an exclusive I didn't feel in it it, itself. Never mind mine. Feel it? You didn't. I didn't. Hey, when didn't. I add the medium sauce, that's where I'm in trouble <laughs> big time.
0: <laughs> then you like right? That's yeah. enough for me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with a medium for three straight in the middle because that is a medium. Um. I think there's enough to debate there that potentially we might see them do better than what they're stating. But yeah, I don't think they're massively going to impress us. So that's a three for me in terms of hot takes.
1: Sounds good. We've agreed slightly. We have? Slightly. Wow. This is impressive. Not on the
0: the medium. Not on the medium, but
1: we we will never agree on that. We'll get you there eventually.
0: (laughs) Okay. The next hot take is from 482Racer. Mm -hmm. and they say Leclerc will have a better chance of winning a championship if he left Ferrari.
1: Spicy. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say it because the stress that Ferrari gave Alonso, gave to Sebastian Vettel, and now Leclerc's going for it, luckily. Mm-hmm. Leclerc's still keeping his hair for now. How long will it <laughs> stay? We will have to wait and see. Hair but
0: transplant pending?
1: Maybe. maybe. Hopefully, there is rumour oh. that the Turkish Grand Prix is coming back to the calendar. Well. <laughs> so two in one. You get to turkey, you get your hair transplant, and then you're ready for the race. There you go, Charles. Weight reduction as well, because you oh, have exactly. your hair shaven for that as well. So it would be perfect, just in time wow. for the Turkish Grand You've Prix. You've really
0: thought about this one, haven't you? Yeah. I
1: mean, just in case it happens to me, <laughs> yeah. I'm there at the race. Um... But you've also got to add into that Lewis Hamilton now going to Ferrari. You know, it's going to be a big battle between those two. Who yeah. comes out on top between Hamilton and Leclerc? If Hamilton comes out on top, that's Leclerc's chances of winning at Ferrari. Gone, Gone. until Hamilton leaves, or Leclerc most likely would then move on and be like, oh, I don't want to be number mm-hmm. two here. I want, to be, I want to be the established. I want to be the number one.
0: Yeah, because I can't even anticipate, like, is... Hamilton going to come in and just dominate against Leclerc? Because Mm -hmm. in Mercedes, him and George Russell were close at Mm -hmm. times, and George exceeded him also. So it's like, is he going to come in just because he's a more experienced driver? Or is there still going to be that battle because the Ferrari car isn't where they want it to be? But in relation to the hot take, I think 100%. Yeah. 100% if he went somewhere else, which I don't know where, <laughs> <That>
1: only... <laughs> just Red Bull, really. <laughs> well, that's the only thing.
0: Like, If not Red moment, Bull, yeah. there isn't really a chance for him yeah, he's kind of him getting a world champion. He's
1: kind of Formula 1 at a time at the moment where, you know, he came into it, Mercedes were dominating. The only chance of winning a title was Mercedes and then you need a Red Bull seat. It's just not really opened up for him. I think Ferrari's a good place to be, mm-hmm. to have that potential and have a strong team. And it's built up from the time that he's been there, had that little drop off in... In 2020, quite a bit of a drop off. Yeah. But um, they built that car back up to be competitive up at the front. Mm-hmm. Sadly, not quite where Red Bull are. Um, what if? Do I see those two?
0: He goes to Red Bull.
1: What if he goes to Red Bull? Imagine. I mean,
0: 2020. I'm just going to throw any year 2027,
1: <laughs> 2042. Leclerc... Leclerc will be at Red Bull. <laughs> to Red Bull. Red Bull, are now Then, yeah, then last he would have a chance. Championship. Um, but up against Hamilton, at the moment, the way I see those two, Right, based on the last couple of seasons, Leclerc I think would beat Hamilton in qualifying pace. I think Leclerc is one of the best qualifiers that we've got on the grid at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think over the consistency and over a season, I think Hamilton would just about beat it. Because if you look at if you look at Science versus Leclerc, you look at those two over the season, and Science wasn't too far off of Leclerc last season. Mm-hmm. And I would we would I think we, most people would agree that Charles Leclerc is the faster outright pace driver. Yeah. So how is Carlos Sainz getting so close to him? And I think Lewis Hamilton is a better driver mm-hmm. than Carlos Sainz. So if he has that consistency that Sainz has, but also a closer pl- pace to Leclerc, yeah. at the moment I could see Hamilton. Doing beating better than him. Leclerc. Yeah. But it all depends this season. I'm hoping from Charles Leclerc's point of view that he's learning from those mistakes that he's making Mm -hmm. and can become that more consistent and a championship winning driver.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But I think he's obviously so strong in qualifying because it's... A lesser time of racing and more as long showing as he's just off. Doing one lap
1: crashing. <laughs> then he's great, you know.
0: He's going to secure all the wins. But I think you know he can show what he's got in that small time period, mm-hmm. and he's, he's fast. So that's why he does well. But then when it gets to the actual race, it's because like the strategy is just plan A, plan C. What is going yeah. on there? It's all over the place. Plus, he always has some sort of mechanical failure when he's on pole. Poor thing. Especially so, in
1: do
0: you know what I mean? So it's not <laughs> his fault. That's why I'm like. Two things need to
1: happen then. So Leclerc needs to leave Ferrari and Monaco needs to be taken off the calendar. Oh,
0: no, no, no. I'd cry. (laughs) Just for Leclerc. Just Just for Leclerc. Leclerc. Get rid of his home race, why don't you? (laughs) See you later. He'd be like,
1: thank God for that. No more (laughs) curse on me.
0: (laughs) That's what I think. There's too many variables at play when it comes to Leclerc's Mm -hmm. racing to now justify that Hamilton will do better. So I need to see it in the flesh. But I'm going to say that's a super, super spicy hot take. I'm going to go right at the top. No points. Not like a four point or a <laughs> three point five.
1: Okay, straight in at I'm five. I'm going right at the top. I think it's um, spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't sound too convinced. Yeah, but I think I'm going to take yeah. it down to four because I'm not fully okay. convinced, but I'm like, yeah, it's spicy. I'm going to go four. Um, but, and I agree with it. I think based on right now, as I said, I think Hamilton would beat him based on what we've seen in the last couple of seasons. Um, so yeah, I think... I think he would have to move away right now.
0: Look at us agreeing there, Hayden. What is going on? I know. That's why I said you're lovely today. Ah. It's true. You know? I to keep you're agreeing up. with keep me. Keep up the compliments. Okay. The next and last overtake Ooh. is from... This is an iconic name. Okay. Don't go Jason Waterfalls. Oh, yes.
1: What a <laughs> says, name. Let's go.
0: Great name. Do we give up points for the best name? Yeah. Because I would do. Five
1: points. Sonoda. Okay.
0: Will demolish Ricardo. Oh,
1: okay. Now that, spicy. that is spicy because I know Spice. there are a lot of diehard Daniel Ricardo fans out there yeah. that will not take any previous results and will find a lot of excuses. There's a consecrate out there. I'm going to throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Matt Amos, every single time we talk about Daniel Ricardo, he's a huge Ricardo fan. Mm-hmm. He will find every single excuse. He will spend the time after a race looking into. What potentially has happened, and what rumours he's heard that happened mm-hmm. to Ricardo's race when he was at McLaren, and be like, this is what happened to Ricardo. <laughs> We're like, where's your source? Trust me, bro. Right, <laughs> that's what's happened. So I think there's a lot of Ricardo fans that are going to be like, right now, be like, be careful what if you say. We say, say anything. I'm re- that unsub button uh, is ready to be pressed. <laughs> um, what do you think about this one? I, I, I really like Yuki Sonoda. I really do like You do. Him.
0: You mention that every time we speak. You do kind of back up Sonoda. Yeah,
1: I do like Yuki Sonoda. I think uh, I think he could do it. I mean, he's he's had those seasons with Gasly where he was the number two. And obviously, he's learning um, at the AlphaTauri team. And then dominated Nick De Vries. Just It dominated him so much that Nick De Vries sadly lost his F1 seat. Then he didn't really have the chance to prove himself up against Lawson because there were lots of mechanical issues for him yeah and then him ricardo i feel like was quite similar but i think it actually leaned slightly towards Sonoda. although ricardo got the better result out of the two of them in that mexican grand prix so potentially i mean it all depends on ricardo really yeah if we see the ricardo at his best Mm -hmm. or we see the ricardo that we've sadly seen over the last few seasons where it's just there's glimps glimpses of that you know that driver that we that we've seen before, yeah. but it's just not consistent enough.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking because I just think right now, Sonoda is a little bit more like aggressive <laughs> in his like driver's craft, and that is going to push him against Ricardo. Ricardo can be super aggressive; we've seen that in past seasons. But like you say, he's just not showing his full potential over the last few seasons. So, for me, I personally think that. Personally, Sonoda <laughs> is going to demolish him. I used to be like a massive Ricardo fan. I really did. But I'm just, I can't back him anymore because I need to see more of that consistency. And that's why I do think Sonoda will come in. However, I never used to back Sonoda okay. because obviously when he first came into the F1,
1: I have influenced you.
0: Well, Potentially. Yes. You have it slightly. We only work because... on Lance
1: Stroll next. <laughs> oh.
0: No, do you know what? I used to like lunch Stroll as well, but I used to like all of them. But with Sonoda, he came in and I think he made lots of little mistakes, just little rookie errors, didn't he? Yeah. And he was getting branded yeah. as being a bit of like, not a diva, but, you know, he would... If he you had a problem, say, he, he would sell would you. Yeah, he, will he was, not was angry. That. <laughs> but he was also making mistakes and then he was also having mechanical failures, like yeah. you say. So I don't think he's been given the chance to show himself too much like he has. But you can all appreciate he's a great driver. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the season that he's gonna show us.
1: Yeah, it was I, I I think last season could have potentially been that, but because there was so much mixing about in that second seat that we yeah. didn't really get to a proper idea of like what is Yuki Snowder up against in the a comparison full-time teammate and you know, Nick DeFries was written off so early, would it would have be been nice to see maybe him up against Liam Lawson. I think Liam Lawson should have had that seat, in all fairness. Um, I don't know whether Ricardo could have had that seat because it was like contract stuff. Ricardo, in order to get this big bonus from McLaren, from being dropped and not to do the season, couldn't drive for another team. Yeah. So I guess that's why he sat out for the start of the season and then was able to jump in halfway through and be like, well, you know, I've got my bonus money, now you can take me back. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe some political stuff in there mm-hmm. from from his side. But, uh, so you're going
0: to rate this one? I'm
1: going to no, it's spicy. I think I think the Ricardo fans are going to hate spicy. him. They're going to hate us. Um, it's a five. But I do think that there is a possibility in that for sure. I I, I rate Sonoda, and I think hopefully over the four seasons we're going into his fourth season now that he can find that consistency mm-hmm. and put that together with that raw talent that he has. And be a strong driver.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go straight in at a five because mm-hmm. I think there's real potential here to see those you know team battles going on, inter-team battles. I also
1: think from these two, it's a fight for not the Red Bull seat, but the Aston Martin seat, I think, between these two.
0: So see you later, Lance Stroll.
1: No, because Alonso's going oh. to Red Bull. No, listen, Alonso's oh. going to Red Bull. I had to just say that, either I know. goes there because of the Honda partnership <laughs> or Ricardo goes there because the Red Bull thing hasn't worked out because they take on Fernando Alonso. So he goes, OK, OK, Aston Martin.
0: I think we will see Yuki in Aston Martin. But is that a hot take for another time? That is a hot take I for another time. I think it is. Yeah, I'm going to stick with
1: Five. <laughs> I nearly changed moment. my mind last minute. I was like,
0: actually wait, is it for What no. is going
1: on today? We I'm have agreed stick. so much.
0: I know. Hayden, it's been lovely chatting to you it today, you been. know. It's been a pleasure. That's the key word. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the liveries and anything that we've chatted about today and how wrong Hayden is is putting that V-carb livery quite low down.
1: I thought we had a really nice podcast today and you just (laughs) just upset me.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one.